Welcome to the Motherhood Makeover Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Faust, mom of two boys, certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. This podcast is for millennial moms who feel overwhelmed. I'm going to help you simplify taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually so you can feel your best and love who you see in the mirror. So welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Thank you so much for listening in, Mama. This week's episode is mom self-care. And so I want to talk about why this is so important. So we're going to go over the what it is, why we should care about doing mom self-care, and how to do participate in mom self-care. So what is mom self-care? I consider it some, I feel like self-care is such a like, I don't, like a, I don't even know how to explain the term, but it, oh, get your hair did, get your nails done, you know, treat yourself. And that can be mom self-care, but I think in a lot of ways, it only helps us a little bit and it's not the real self-care that we, that me, we as moms should be focusing on. And so what I really think mom self-care that you should be doing is making sure that you are taking yourself care of yourself so that you can show up as your best self. So that way you can be your best mom, the best spouse that you can possibly be. So mom self-care, the what would be, I categorize it to the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. And emotional, you could also say um, mental if you wanted to. I kind of use those interchangeably for this. And so you are taking time each day, maybe more time on other days, less time on if maybe only five minutes on days that are busy, but you are taking care of yourself. You're filling your own cup so that you can pour into others because I have a video that I'll link in here about, it's a visual where if you're trying to pour into others' cups, if you're not refilling your own cup, you are going to run out and basically you might hear the term run out of steam you are going to start to feel run down. You're going to start to resent possibly your spouse, your kids. This is when a lot of times, I know myself, you might find yourself snapping at your kids more, getting frustrated, stressed out more over really seemingly small things. Mom self-care is taking that time that we are filling your own cup so that way you can give to others and show up as your best self. So why do we care? Well, I kind of went into that a little bit is you want to keep fill others cups if you're not filling your own. Another big one is your kids follow your action. They don't follow what we tell them to do. They follow what they see us do. So especially if you're a mom who have daughters, but even if you're a mom, I'm a boy mom. If you have boys, either way, you want your daughter to see how a mother should take care of herself and make sure that she's happy and joyful. And you also want your boys to see that how a healthy marriage, healthy mother should uh, take care of herself. And I feel like part of the reason we have some issues in society still with some people thinking that the mother's role is to do everything and the man's role is to make the money and sit and do nothing is because there are women who saw their moms do this and there are men who saw their moms do this and so they just assume that's how it should be even when it's not healthy and it's not sustainable 
think about it. I'm sure you have seen your kids do something where they watched you for a while doing it and they started mimicking you and it made you laugh and you're like, oh, that's funny because there are some funny ones. Or it's really cute like when my son took the giant broom and was trying to sweep on the floor even though he's like two feet tall. So there's those really cute and funny moments but then there's also the stuff that we don't maybe realize that they're picking up on and we don't want them to pick up on it. And we could tell them all we want. You need to eat healthy. You need to move your body. You need to treat your spouse with respect. You need to take care of yourself. But if they're not seeing us do that, they're going to not really believe what we're telling them. They're going to go, well, she's telling me one thing, but she's doing this. And I want to, and our kids look up to us, whether or not we're being a good parent in the moment, they're looking up to us. They, it's way more into psychology than I can really go into, but they want to be just like us when they're little, even if they were not healthy parents. And they are like sponges. The ages I've, I've read is from like zero to seven. They soak up everything like a sponge and they don't have the ability to differentiate from that's not how a healthy parent, that's not how a healthy family functions. So the why is so important to understand that we need to take care of ourselves as moms. You need to take care of yourself as a mom so that you can show your children what a healthy marriage and family and a healthy mother truly looks like. And even as far as nutrition and moving your body, what it means to be healthy is you are showing them that through your actions. How though? Everyone's like, I don't have time. I don't know how to do this. Well, we're going to break it down into the three categories of physical, emotional, and spiritual. But first off, I'm going to talk about the very number one objection I always hear is I'm too busy. And if that's you, you're sitting here going, this is great, but I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't know what to tell you. I can't fit in anywhere. I'm going to challenge you, mama, to figure it out. Because what we prioritize, we what is important to us, we find time for. So what is important to you, you find time for. Two different ways. You can either keep a time journal where for 24 hours you're writing down everything you're doing. The easy way is if you have a smartphone. They pretty much all these days, I know the iPhone does for sure, you can see where you're spending your time and how much time you're spending on your phone. I it's hard for me to look at because I am not perfect just as like you are not perfect no mom is perfect and I our generation generations younger than us have trouble with technology and look at how much time you're spending on your phone and the phone will even tell you what apps you're using it on what categories you're using it on and you may be shocked and for you maybe it's not the phone maybe it's Netflix maybe it's your TV but I can guarantee, or maybe it's a computer, but I can pretty much guarantee that it's going to be one of those things. And that's when you need to think about, okay, is it more important for me to scroll on social media for two hours a day? Or is it more important for me to take an hour of that and move my body, take care of myself, take a shower, cook a healthy meal? You have to figure out what is most important to you and the limiting belief, which is things that we believe that limit us from being our best because it's a lie we tell ourselves. So the lie you're telling yourself is that you do not have time. And if you try to, okay, so hypothetical, let's say you don't have time. Let's say you're picking up, you have three kids, they all have different schedules. You're picking them up from here to there. If it's really important to you, 
to you, you will figure it out. Maybe you start doing a carpool with another parent. Maybe you wake up 30 minutes earlier every day to have that time to yourself. Maybe you cook dinner ahead of time so you don't have, you have that extra 30 minutes in the evening. There's ways that you can get creative so that you can make it a priority and include that time. If you are already stopping yourself by telling yourself that you do not have time, stop it, mama. You have time. You can figure it out. I believe in you. And if you don't believe me, send me your schedule and I will help you figure out. Send me a DM. I will help you figure out your schedule and come up with some ideas for you. Okay, so now that we've gone over the limiting belief of time, how? So physical is the one that most moms, most women like to focus on. Physical, I include our bodies, how we're working out, how we're eating, and those all obviously translate into body image and weight loss. And I'm not going to tell you, I think it is totally okay if you want to lose weight. There's nothing wrong with that. It just has to be for the right reasons. So if you are wanting to lose weight as part of, a, as part of your self-care, if you are doing it out of hate for your body... I can guarantee you will not be successful. You will end up resenting yourself, resenting the habits you're trying to change, and it's probably what has caused you to give up time and a time again. You need to have this come from a place of self-love. So examples would be you want to run with your kids. You want to be fit and strong enough to carry your kids in a carrier and hike. You want to be healthy for your kids so you're, you live a long time and you can see your grandchildren and great-grandchildren you just want to feel better in your body and you know the way that you've been eating and treating it is not in a loving way because the reality is if we know we're eating foods that are not good for us and we're eating we're not working out and we know we should be doing some sort of movement we're just sitting on the couch all day we know that's not a form of self-love because we're not taking care of our bodies god gave us this one body and it is not self-love to just eat whatever we want if it's junk food whatever and just sit on the couch that's not self-love so that's why i think self weight loss can be from a place from self-love so the way would be you know i have this one body from god and i want to treat it well i want to eat well i want to feel good i want to feel good for my husband i want to feel attractive these are all things that are good but it, your goal can also not be a number on the scale, a size, clothing, because there's a good chance when you hit that number, you hit that size clothing. If that's all you're focusing on, you're not going to be happy because I've been there. I tried. I thought to be worthy and accepted. I had to get to a certain weight and I got there and I felt confident, more confident for sure but I still was nitpicking every little thing about my body. I still wasn't happy. I still had stress and anxiety because I was only focusing on that. So while it's a piece, that's why we also have emotional and spiritual that we need to focus on. Let's say your physical self-care could be you're going to eat a healthy meal. You're going to get some greens in. You're going to get some protein in. You It depends on your personality. For you, that could be not binge eating on the weekend like you normally do. It could be not drinking as much. It could also be if you have, if you restrict and restrict and restrict, it could be, I'm going to allow myself to have this donut and not feel guilty 
and I'm going to enjoy this donut and still love myself after. That is also a form of self-care. Physical also includes sleep. If you, I think we all have been through that newborn stage. You have been through the newborn stage. You know what the sleep deprivation does to you and how you feel mentally and physically. So sleep is so important, not only for our physical health, but our emotional health. So making sure you are getting quality sleep. And obviously, if you have a baby that, like I do that's waking up at random times, you don't always know the schedule. It's trying to figure out how to make it work with what you've got going on and how to maximize. So that might be asking for help so you can get a few hours of sleep. Physical is also making sure you're drinking enough water, moving your body however you enjoy. Yoga, walking, running, strength training, um, spin class, you know, whatever makes you happy is the way to have sustainable exercise in your life is you really have to enjoy it. So you might have to try a bunch of different things to find one that finally sticks because you love it so much, but keep trying. Just keep trying class after class and putting yourself out there. I know it can be scary, but you can do it. Okay. Emotional health. So let's go into that one. A lot of these two tie all together, like the way you eat can impact your emotional health, but there's things we can also do in each category individually. So emotional health, that could be uh, seeing a therapist regularly, um, seeing a marriage counselor, learning how to communicate with your spouse more if you're having issues. It could be um, healing from your past, healing from your childhood trauma so you don't repeat the process to your children. Uh, the term is generational trauma where it's passed on and on and on to each further generation. So healing that and being the first generation to stop it. Uh, it could be emotional health could also be taking time for yourself to read, to journal, whatever you feel helps clear your mind. It could also be meditation and emotional health for some people, because I want you to know that you are accepted and you are welcome. It could be medication for some people. I will say I had went on medication after my first son and it was the best. It saved my life. I'm sure of it. It was the best decision possible because I didn't realize that I had been suffering from anxiety for years before I even got pregnant. And it just got worse from pregnancy and postpartum. So it is okay if for your emotional health, you need to go on medication. I do believe that before we take medication, we should always, you should educate yourself and understand side effects, options, different medications because what one doc what one doctor prescribes may not be what another doctor prescribes so the more you educate yourself the more empowered and confident you can be in the decisions you make about your body and your health but emotional health could be that it could be emotional health could be setting boundaries with family members or friends and a lot of times I think at least I growing up, I think the rom-coms, the rom, they all showed us like if you set a boundary, that's an ultimatum and that's just a no-no in a relationship. And it set up this idea in our heads that we can't set up boundaries for our health because it's rude to other people. And so boundary would be something like you were allowed to visit between this time and this time. No, I cannot come to your party. I'm sorry. Without having, and like a boundaries, you don't have to give an excuse. I know we all, a lot of us are, I'm a people pleaser. I know a lot of you mamas are people pleasers. 
if you're a people pleaser, it could sound like saying, no, I'm not going to come to your party and not giving an excuse, not apologizing. Maybe if they ask and you're close with them and you feel comfortable, you could say, sure, well, you, but you don't need a reason to not go to a party. That is a boundary. A boundary is you're taking care of yourself for your own health, protecting your family. So a boundary could be if you have a family member that you don't want your kids to be around, that could be a boundary where you're saying you're not going to, like my kids will not come over when this person is home or whatever the reason is. It's setting up those what you will and will not tolerate in a relationship. And it actually can really change your mental health. You can feel so much better because you're taking care of yourself. You're not trying to please others or give in to what others want. And others, if you've never set boundaries before, other people might be upset that's their problem, right? That's not your problem. That's their problem. That's their own issue. You are taking care of yourself. Uh, And then the last one is spiritual. So spiritual could be if you're a Christian, if you're faithful, it could be if you just believe in the universe. It just, I believe that we all need a spiritual component so we can release control to a higher power because in the end, there's so much in life that we cannot control. And if we can release that, surrender it to a higher power. So for me, it's God. I surrender that to God. It helps me release the stress, feel more joy, feel happiness more, be able to appreciate all the small moments and have more patience with my children on a tough day. Spiritual health could be listening to worship music. My favorite is Elevation Worship and then Red Rocks Worship, which is my home church. And... It could be praying, it could be meditating, it could be journaling about it. There's so many different options that you have to figure out based on what your spiritual beliefs are can help you. Now, like for instance, I know some people like to do card pulling. Me personally, I don't care if others do it. Me personally, I don't do it because... I don't want anything other than God to become an idol in my life. And I feel sometimes with something like card pulling, it can become an idol where you're not having a relationship with God and praying to God and surrendering to God, but trying to get all your answers and everything through pulling these cards. So it can be a good guide. It can certainly be a connection to God, but I prefer to just pray to God, surrender, sing worship music, have some quiet time. And I think part of spiritual health is having that quiet time to listen to for God. Because if we're just praying, 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 going about our day, super busy, noise all the time, have our headphones in, we're not going to be able to hear God's voice. Now, obviously, some people say they hear God audibly. I do not. I just usually have this instinct, this knowing where a thought will pop into my head And it's kind of like an answer to a prayer if I'm asking for guidance on something. It's like that instinctual knowing is what I kind of explain it as. So spiritual health could be for you just taking five minutes to sit in silence, which is why some people like meditating because it's a way to clear your mind. Those are not everything. There's obviously ways that you can partake in self-care in those three categories in many different ways. You have to figure out what works for you, what is best for you, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel your best. And at the end of the day, when you look in the mirror, you love yourself. We've gone over the three categories of physical, emotional, and spiritual mom self-care. 
I want you to feel empowered and confident knowing how to take care of yourself the best you can. This was just a quick overview to understand the basis behind it. And now the rest of the podcast, we're going to go in depth in many episodes going over all these different types of self-care and how to really add them into your routine without it taking up time. We're going to simplify all of them so you can feel your best, love you seeing the mirror without it taking up all of your time or stealing time away from your spouse or your kids. So that is it for today. I'm so glad you're here. As always, follow me on Instagram at Kristen G. Faust. The link is in the show notes. And I would love it, love it, love it if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple if you enjoyed this. That review helps others find the podcast, other moms, so we can help change the face of motherhood together. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.